That's cool with you? If it's cool with you, then it's cool with me. Oh, it's cool with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Then let's start. Hey guys, welcome to Babe Talk. What's going on? My name's Ollie, and we're going to be sitting here with John Haggerty. We got a singer-songwriter that has that that resides in Fullerton, California. Is that correct? Yeah, Fullerton's where I grew up. Oh, so it's where you grew up, and that's still where you reside now. Right now, I live in Anaheim, actually, which is about five miles from from Fullerton. It's very, very close. They're like sister cities in a way. Oh, sister cities. Yeah. Shout out to the Wonder Years. But we're, we're not talking about the Wonder Years today. We're, we're going to be talking about you, John. Oh, yeah. The Wonder Years are incredible, though. I grew up listening to a lot of pop punk. I might not be playing that kind of music now, but as growing up, definitely... The whole 2000s emo rock scene was a very, very impacting thing for me. Absolutely. Well, you know what? So, so I, I typically would start off the show by by asking the the guests how their their day was, and you know, to kind of, you know, get to know them a little bit more. But I kind of like this conversation. You, we we started off with pop punk, and I'm just gonna take it and run with it. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So the the recent band that I had on uh, the podcast, their name was uh, Bonus Room. They they were from my my hometown of uh, Galloway, New Jersey, and they were predominant within um, the Atlanta County uh, DIY scene. And they actually had played pop punk at one point as well, and, and they made the transition. Is is that what we do now? Do we do we just age out of pop punk? Um, I don't know if it's an age out of pop punk. I think it is 2000 had this birthing of different musicians that came out of it. It started with a yangsty set of teenagers like in society, either it be like realistically or metaphorically with what was going on with music. And people loved this popish sound, but loved like the gritty yangsty angry sounds of the nineties and wanted to try and find that medium. And people started coming out with songs like, I remember as a kid, the first time I ever heard um, the first time I ever heard ska music, which slowly got me into pop punk mm. early in the like in the late '90s. As a little kid, my brother would show me like Jimmy World and A Rocket to the Crib and Jawbreaker mm. and like the Dismemberment yeah. Plan bands from the, that he would see in the '90s. And then I slowly branched into hearing like Real Big Fish. And then I went from that, and I was like, let's see some more things. And I, I ended up seeing Wonder Years live at house of blues when i was in high school and it made me end up going to see other bands like i joined a band with some friends called falling awake when i was in high school and um, i played mm -hmm. guitar for them for a while and we used to play chain reaction down here in anaheim a lot and we opened up for a couple people that were for me i was like this is really interesting like i was a big fan of the band ann arbor for a while we opened up for them at chain reaction it was really cool mm. um we used to play with this century and um it was it's it's crazy. I I love the back and forth ping pong of vocals a lot, and bands like Fear the true. In Crowd and oh, remember like, them? My they, God, they, to me, Fear the In Crowd was like an incredible band. I loved them so much, and like they dropped off really quickly after a couple of records, and it kind of was sad to me that everybody kind of disappeared. Yeah, separately. that was rough. Yeah, but they're to me that whole ping pong back and forth vocals. Like every band, even if they weren't a two-person fronted band, 
a lot of the recordings, the way they were done was a back and forth vocal thing that made it sound like there's a conversation happening within a song. And it kind of made me personally grip on the music more. So I was like, I can listen to a song and it feels like a conversation and it's way more hmm. grasping. Like it, it would grip me and tell me like, Hey, feel this way harder than like certain things. And it was, it's an interesting thing because it's, there's so many bands coming out at the time and there are all these different variations of what is we threw into the concept of what is pop punk. And I feel like in the next yeah. 25 years, all these genres are going to split off and have different concepts. Cause I know it's, mm-hmm. it was weird. Like you had bands coming out that were specifically pop punk. And then you had like Chiodos and Circus Survive and all these post hardcore bands that were honestly before the pop punk, because post hardcore in my opinion was way earlier than the the pop era oh you're not wrong yeah yeah, yeah you're right. definitely it's it's it was trippy i mean it's, it's like a weird thing that we went from it was okay to be a yelling screaming vocal in 90s to early 2000s to once the 2010s hit like the market for what was like post hardcore and really heavy pop punk like the labels changed and what was being put out to the masses changed in such a big amount. Like it was almost like the genocide of pop punk. I don't know if that's like too much. <laughs> it like really it changed. <laughs> it went from me going to see bands like all time low at the Grove down here, mm-hmm. like in a huge venue setting where it's a giant indoor like concert hall to a little tiny house in blue mm-hmm. stage. And they're having issues trying to set up shows at those places literally several couple years yeah. apart and it was really odd like i'm it, it was it's so weird like warp tour died and it's the pole pop punk community really is twisting around there's so many great new bands though i mean you have like swimmers and with confidence is really great there's like a lot of new emerging oh, yeah, bands that are confidence. doing yeah. so well and Personally, I mean, if I could and I had a band, I probably would still be trying to play that music because everything I write, I feel like is in the same concept of what a lot of bands are doing. Pop punk is basically, to me, pop music, but in a heavier sense, being put forth in a more aggressive way. And um, I feel like if you could take any song and it's a really good song, you can literally play it on any instrument and just sing it and it's just good. And they re- that that's right. Sorry, as you were saying. Oh no no no! I I, I was gonna say like for instance, I, I've been listening to a lot more uh, classical music for whatever reason. Like it helps me concentrate at work. Oh yeah, and I. It's 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 provoking because like you're able to. I guess we'll just talk about classical now for a little bit. Uh, you're able to focus while still being able to take in like the 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 tones and notes that were literally composed to invoke emotion and still keep that stimulation you know um fresh and without having to focus on anything else like lyrics and and it's still refreshing um i found a pop classical playlist and it was dope and i was like you're right the composure not 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 the composure the the composition of the song the lyrics like you know like it it, it goes with the the singing of the song it, it can translate to any genre if you're able to nail it yeah it's it shows that the song is way more than what we perceive it to be in ways 
if a song is really incredible and heart touching, you can create it in an infinite amount of formats, and it's just going to be that good. If it if that song is put out with that amount of emotion, either it be through the composition of its instruments to provoke the emotion, or it's the words being said by the artist that they're a singer. Like you can, if it's done with the right intent and the right emotions, no matter what, it's going to be a beautiful piece of art every single time. Absolutely, and and I think that that touches to a point in which I I love stressing on on the show is that if the music's genuine, you can ingest it for hours and hours and hours and it's incredible you can tell so I, I i there's you really can it's, it it punches you in the face it's like you can when music is way too fake it's it's a right away feeling <laughs> at least for me if i hear a song and i'm like no it's just if i I see it's weird for me I listen to so many different types of music I listen to math rock and I, I don't even listen to a lot of what I create like I was saying earlier like my buddies in a band media jeweler <laughs> and they're like a very artistic math orientated like music and it's very very complex and it's not atypical and it's very odd but it's to me I'd rather listen to something that I'm not going to try and create and then create what I create now. Hmm. Like, I'd rather go listen to um, Explosions in the Sky and then maybe go listen to Silverstein and then listen to the 1975 for a little bit and then go write a song. Mm -hmm. But not think about any of those yeah. things I just listened to, but just listen to them because I enjoy them. Yeah, and, and like it sits, it resonates with you. Yeah. And so like it, it's kind of like making a dish, yeah. you know? Like you, you can't, if, if you want to eat a banana, you eat a banana, but you're not going to be able to replicate a banana. But yeah. like, you know, throw some banana, throw some yogurt in, you got your own dish that you make Yeah, yourself. and if you get those little fake banana candies, you can tell it's made out of fake banana flavoring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yo, shout out to the fucking man, man. What's going on with these candies? It doesn't taste like bananas. We're yeah, no, you. seriously. It tastes like, tastes like trash. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first so let's talk about some spotify a little bit because the talking about genre and and where it might be uh 20 years from now and branching off got me thinking about how much if anyone can tell i I'm, i may like spotify a lot i, um, I enjoy the but they, it, it they, shrunk the music world very quickly like like it shrunk the music world very quickly that is true i had someone present that argument yeah. to me continue it's very interesting how fast um, we develop technologies as a race and it changes how we do everything. Like growing up playing music in my head, I grew up last, listening to a lot of classic rock and seeing how they would do it in their era and how everything worked. Growing up, I was thinking it was going to be a putting up a poster on a wall everywhere I can and go play a show yeah. and, and people just go see sh music and the generation we live in now, it's nothing of the sort. It's really, there's so many things for people to do. It's really networking with the proper people and finding a proper team for yourself that's going to know what you want, figure out how you're going to get there and get your point across properly so that the masses of people will want to hear it because it's, 
since it's there's so much music out, it's like what makes it different than everything else that came out this week? There's a thousand songs that came out this week. What makes this song so good? You know? There's so much more static now. Yeah. So so let's start to jump into you, because I feel as if we're 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 gonna be able to have some oh, great yeah, yeah. talk conversations tonight. So before we get too into the weeds about human automation, uh, not human automation. Um, you, wow, can't even talk about things right. But we can talk about your new single. Let's talk about that. Something that we're not on. Backbone is backbone is dope. Backbone is here's here's what I love about it. So I I've been listening to a lot more um, indie music. I've kind of stepped away from. Uh, the pop punk realm and i've been sticking my my hands and getting dirty with a little bit more bedroom pop with a little bit more um alternative psychedelic psychedelia and 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 hearing the the new wave of pop music has been something that's i've enjoyed for a long time so once i heard backbone on the first listen it was it it, it was it, it sounded as if it belonged within the same pool of music that I've been ingesting. That's kind of like, you know, on more of a, of a quote relevant term. Um, so I was excited. And then I jumped into uh, Selective Hearing, which is an album that you came out with last year, uh, 2018 in, in February. And hearing the, the true uh, stripped down lyrical songwriting um, that helped bore Backbone was incredible. You know, like, like, it was the a lot of these songs you have are are incredibly full-bodied which it, it, it makes for a savory song and then it also begins to it, it it's has a lot of longevity to it as well you know like a lot of these songs they float on for a long time so like you have the savoriness you have it going on for some time and, and like you had said before you can feel that it's genuine it's 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 such a a, a great experience listening intently to selective hearing and then comparing it back to backbone because they're basically i'm so new to having the new single out and um not knowing what people were gonna honestly think because i still write all my music the same and it all starts as selective hearing so backbone before it was ever backbone it could it you could have we could have recorded it acoustically just the way it was and it would have been closer to a sound of selective hearing because I'm always writing in that manner where it's an acoustic guitar sitting in a room, not thinking, and then just feeling emotions, getting them into a song Mm -hmm. and then refining it until I'm like, this is how I feel in this moment. And then I might show a few people and see what they think. And if they're like, yes, I feel that I'll, I'll usually like keep it and keep pushing it and, show more people depending and uh, meet people to like make the song better. Like when we started working on backbone, the way we did it is I started working with sun and sky entertainment and they had heard monster off the selective hearing. And that was one of the first songs monster and scissors were the two first songs I ever released. And um, they had heard the song monster and they were interested in working with me. And when I started working with them, I worked with a buddy, Ours. His name is Leo Bomini, and um, incredible producer. And he he heard Backbone, and the original way Backbone was created, it was very a little folky folky tune. But I wanted, we needed a more danceable sound. 
I wanted I wanted to find a medium, and he is a genius, and his brain automatically heard this rhythmic sense that my brain never gripped. And he showed me some things that he created for the song, which have enveloped, turned into what is now the song Backbone. And I was blown away, completely blown away, realizing there's so many directions you can take a song and it'll still show the heart of the song. Because as a player, I really enjoy drums. And when I wrote Selective Hearing, in my head, I played acoustic guitar and sang as if I was a drummer in my head. Like as if I was playing the drums on the guitar with my right hand mm -hmm. as I'm playing to kind of emulate the sound of what would be the rhythmic sense of the song so that I'm not just straight running through a song as an atypical acoustic guitar player just playing the chords straight through and singing. I wanted to add a depth where if someone had the imagination, they could hear this big rock sound that was in the back of my head. So I want to touch on that. I listening. I I have begun to realize that that may have been your thought process. Listening to lust, right? Like you, you can absolutely hear the rest of the band within the song, and then because I I I kept going song and then backbone, song to backbone, and. Every time you transition over into Backbone and, and, and you hear that like angelic choir, it's like, oh, it's like shit, that's that's been there all along. Like mm -hmm. when when you had said that that when you were opening up and working with new producers and, and you had said that that your brain wasn't able to grip like the other sound that another person's able to hear, like that's also incredible. Cause it's not only that you're thinking, you know, like as a true musician but you're 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 you still have a lot more to add to your catalog, which is only going to build. And yeah, that's, like and right that's now, incredible. the mountain. <laughs> I probably have about thirty or forty songs that are hidden in my personal vault that we're working on, and um, there's no letting mm -hmm. up on the same exact concept that we've been doing. All every single song is its own story and its own envelope of what it is like like as you're saying lust lust is a song that for me it was about reoccurring dreams that i was having at the time where i was feeling very not happy with the dreams i was feeling like disappointed in myself for wanting to have this urge of being in a relationship and not wanting to be alone and feeling as if i was almost being my own self-destructive enemy at the time and that kind of enveloped mm -hmm. to me is like you have too much lust towards either it being companionship or this and that you need to escape from it. And that was that song and it was my escape. It's very, um, each song is very personal. So it all depends. Like, yeah. so like the new song backbone backbone yeah. is about being way mm -hmm. more stern with yourself and being confident with your decisions and not looking back on it and regretting kind of just, Sometimes you have to push yeah. forward in life and it hurts, but you just got to have a little backbone and tell yourself, it's going to be good. I'm just going to do this. Even if I'm uncomfortable for the instance, everything heals with time. Yeah. So let's scale it back. Let, let's scale it back. We have this incredible ear for music. We have this incredible pen for lyrics. When did you begin to kind of figure out when writing was an outlet for you 
So when I, when I was 10 years old, my mother had passed away and I picked up a guitar that my dad had sitting in one of his closets as like, I guess my mental coping mechanism. And I just picked it up and I started playing and teaching myself. And after several years of learning how to play by myself and trying to teach myself how to play the guitar, I ended up playing for different bands and different bands. And then by the time I was about 16, 17 years old, I started writing in a band. And after I wrote my first song with them, I was like, this is what it's about. You write that song. There's no other this song in the world. Mm -hmm. You made that one. Every song's individually different in its own way. And it's like this whole release of emotion when you play it live. It doesn't matter if there's a million people singing it. It's the fact that there's one person there that you just helped by being the punching bag for those who need it. Because some people are really afraid to feel emotions and go through things. And sometimes there needs to be that person in the world to be the – to tell people, like, it's okay. We're all human. We all feel the same thing, like – it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel like crap. We're all going to feel like crap and feel all these horrible things. But in the end of the day, music is one of those things that will take you away from everything. Absolutely. Emotions are emotions, but if, if you're able to convey it and help, it it does yeah. something more. So you, you, you talk of um, having connections to um a, a, a more condensed music community um i had started this mm-hmm. podcast of of helping and and being involved more involved within mm-hmm. my local music community um before i jump into comparisons because i i'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm chomping at the bit uh what what was what was getting acclimated to that particular music community like for you and in, in, in that headspace like if you could tap, tap for, back for into that when headspace. i first started playing or or now playing oh, playing starting out bands, playing in bands like that well back, well back when you were yeah starting off playing. um for me it was intimidating there was um in about 2009 hmm. 2010 i was in a pop punk band falling awake and um playing shows with some of these like new age hopeless and fearless bands and trying to do this whole thing. It was honestly terrifying in a way we would play shows sometimes in front of 10 people, 500 people. And it was very, it was nerve wracking because there's so much of the same sound going on in a way that it was like trying to reinvent mm-hmm. the wheel and then eventually it felt like there was nowhere to reinvent the wheel anymore. And then people would get frustrated and things would fall apart. Um, hmm. That's a fair point. Yeah, it's, That's it's absolutely true. Yeah. Trying to keep the artistic integrity in music and still be friends in a band and do all the business parts of a band and doing all those things together is very, very, very difficult. It's hard to um, – like if I could, I would totally – totally be in a band right now it's just so hard to find that group of people yeah it's it's hard and then you also have the complications of business too because at some point you do have to introduce business into the band and then on top of that i i i'm trying to figure out or now i'm trying to figure out 
I now recognize when people say like enjoy your twenties while you last them because oh, yeah. like you're young. We don't really think of ourselves as being that oh. young at that time. Being that young and having that amount of responsibility and then also pressure to like you know do music and art and contribute. You know, like it's it's a it's it's a lot, fam. It seriously it's a is lot. a lot. Um, I am beyond lucky to have met the people that I've met that I work with now. Um, I've never been in the type of environment where I am, there's normal day stresses, normal life stresses. I'm not a rich person, nor will I ever want to be Mm -hmm. that kind of person, but everybody has those issues, you know, just being able to have the team that I have now build upon it grow as a family and keep creating songs and being able to be in the space mm-hmm. to create them is beyond the greatest opportunity I could ever have. I could, I could be the, I'm the kind of person that could literally so, forever have very little things in my life. But as long as I'm playing music for people and making them happy and helping them, it doesn't, nothing really matters to me. Let's, let's, move forward in time and so now you're you're beginning to take on this challenge you're 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 wanting to produce um you want to you want to stretch you want to build your muscles up yeah you know we get older and and sometimes our music has to grow with it um there's a curve in society with the way sounds of music have changed over time and sometimes Mm. you kind of um you you hear other things and you grow interest in them and you hear different sounds and you're like, you know what? I'm actually okay with listening to this. 10 years ago, if you showed me backbone, I would have been like, Whoa, this is crazy. Now I hear it and I'm like, this is a good, like singer songwriter tune. I I enjoy listening to it and I enjoy playing it. And it's very personal to me. And if I told myself I was going to write the song 10 years ago, I'd probably say you're absolutely insane. That's the last Absolutely. thing in the world you're ever going to do. Put, putting down a guitar with a big, loud amplifier and a bunch of people in your band making crazy amounts of noise and going <laughs> massive amounts of energy crazy to slowing down and having an acoustic guitar and having a little more delicate sounds and having yeah, different become a little bit more docile. Yeah, it's a lot more docile, but it's also gripping. Like yeah. as, I'm, as I was younger, I wanted energy in music. And as I get older, I want emotion more than energy because i feel like more connected all all we're looking for at this age is just like we want three bands on the bill we want it done by 11 o'clock and we just want to feel a little bit more we're done screaming and yelling i'm totally okay it's so true yeah it's so true the 11 o'clock struggle so um so now we're, we're looking at that so now we're looking at you started to enter competitions like i i kind of was was very thankful for a celebration of music um because they, they were able to provide me with with a nice little little capsule of your biography but that was also taken from a competition that you actually had gone for which yeah. going from a diy sense to now like whyy like you know like 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 we're we're, we're now public broadcasting yeah it was um so I came out with Selective Hearing, and I did a tour by myself that year. And um, 
before I had done that tour and I did the release of the album, I released the music video for Monster, and one of the people working on the TV show had heard the song Monster, and he's from the UK. I think his name is Josh, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And I was I still don't understand how he ever heard the song. I never submitted it to anything. I never yeah. submitted it to them. I never mm-hmm. tried to be a part of the competition because I didn't even think of that being a thing to even be a part of, personally. I was just kind mm-hmm. of trying to go the old school route and just play as many shows as I can and see what happens. And um, they invited me out to San Bernardino to go to um, the studio there and film me playing Monster, and I did it. And they were, the people there really enjoyed the song, and it was really early into the songs existing. So to me, it was like so early in its oh, life. Wow. I was still freshly yeah. feeling all the emotions from the songs, and I was kind of afraid. Not knowing what people are going to think. Everybody's used to hearing everything they've heard. And shows like that, that are like a public like show trying to support music and communities, usually they don't allow things like that. And they let me play my song, and they really enjoyed it. And it's kind of funny because the people that put Celebration to Music together, a lot of the people that work on that are for Sun and Sky Entertainment, and now, now I'm mm. one of their artists. Kind of, it, it, was, it was interesting. They, they became that interested to the point of wanting to work with me, which was like incredibly humbling. So yeah. early in the gate for like at least this project, it hadn't had that much. Most bands I've been in had years of life, years and years of life before getting to where it is now. Yeah. And it's been, everybody's been embracing it and feeling connected to the songs as much as I do. And it's, it's beyond humbling. Sun and Sky is an incredible group, and they're such a great family-oriented company, and I love them so much. Shouts out. Go ahead. Go off. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. It's it's so, interesting. It's crazy. We're, we're now seeing, because even I had noticed, not that the songs were, were taking off um, as, you know, as, as they should be, we're, we're, we're taking a look at backbone and then we're taking a we're like we're talking a year that we've seen yeah. selective hearing over to this wild extension of yourself like 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 we had gone from yeah. from like intimate to we're now in my head yeah um when i first did selective hearing before i ever started working with sun and sky i almost was going to take selective hearing i had 10 more songs and i was going to take selective hearing and the 10 new songs and i was going to make a long record and i was like going to produce it all myself and play all the instruments and make a very like um singer songwriter like kind of if you took the singer-songwriter sound I had in selective hearing and the acoustic sounds and mixing it with what is like this hard indie, like Catfish in the Bottleman-esque UK rock sound, because I've always grown up listening to a lot of UK rock and it's always been such a favorite of mine. And I always Mm -hmm. wanted to do something like that. And right as I was about to start making that, Sun and Sky hit me up and I showed them some new songs that that still haven't came out yet. And, um, they were like, let's do something. I started working with Tiago Mueller, who's another songwriter with Sun and Sky, and me and him are really good friends now. I actually recently wrote a song for him called Why Me that came out not too long ago. It's a really, really, really fun song. And um, nice. 
he he showed me a riff. I was playing a riff on guitar, and he played a riff on piano, and he sang a little thing. And then I just remember hearing the we. It wasn't the same as it is now, but it was like a we said backbone from that point. Recording it on our phones, I went home and just mm-hmm. went crazy on the concept of the song. I was like backbone, like you got to be stern with yourself. And I started writing and writing and writing, and then I ended up bringing Ooh. it to my manager Andre, and he checked out the song and he was like, "Hey, this is amazing." Like, let's record this song. It's new. You just made it. It's really fun. I He enjoyed it to the point where he's like, let's do this. And him having that emotional support with that, I was like, you believe in this? I'll believe in it. Let's do it. And um, try to make something different. Leo Bomini has an interesting mind. He hears choirs and he hears such big sounds and he hears – all these different types of instruments that I, half the time I didn't even realize were a thing. And um, he pushed me as an artist. I'd never, I feel like one of the most strong vocal performances I've ever had in a recording was Backbone. And he, I don't know how he did it, but he pulled me fully out of my shell and made me feel like, you got this. This is the thing. You're going to feel this so much and you're just going to do it. And we did the, um, I think we did all the vocal recordings in about five hour session. And um, did all of them, and it was very interesting. Like the choir and the end and everything, those are all my voice. Um, nice. It was very crazy. And to me, I never thought the beginning of the song would be a very um, gospel-y, church choir-esque sound, dropping into a very um, pop-orientated, danceable beat with the acoustic mm-hmm. guitar and the vocals being a prominent thing. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, he... It's like he peered into my brain and kind of just before I could even understand what I would think would be the sounds, he already figured it out. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. It's it's developing that relationship in, in such a, a to to work with another artist or or another producer or another songwriter to to run in tandem is so hard. And being yeah. able to, to find that person that A, believes in you and is able to push you to, to just bring out that, like, that, that the bringing out to the point in which, like, you're not exhausted, but it's also just like, I can get this, I can get the spirit out of you, kid. That's, that's, that's it. That's, mm, mm. Exactly. Getting that spirit out of someone is the hardest process with recording. A person can make a beautiful song and it's the, it could be the greatest song in the world. Then they go to record it and their heart and their thoughts come back into play. And they start, people start thinking instead of not thinking because not thinking is usually what creates music. When you're not focusing on trying to make a song or not trying to focus on anything, it might be the most inconvenient moment, but it just comes to you like, okay, this is it. And you prep yourself enough and you practice and you work and become better as a musician and more and more better. Like, I was never a singer. I was always a backing vocalist in bands, and I always played lead guitar. And doing this, I did the opposite. I went mm. back to being a rhythm guitar player, in a sense, with acoustic guitar, and trying to be a better vocalist. I took a vocal lesson about three and a half, four years ago, and I've ran with those tips that he taught me how to sing with. And I've just, every day, I just sing as much as I can. I, it became a newfound instrument for myself. 
I never thought of myself as being a singer that was going to sing anything like the end of Backbone where I'm yelling at the top of my lungs uh, with like mm -hmm. it, it, as intense emotion as I can at the time trying to get the point across of like how much pain can just kind of like float away and turn into nothingness. It's so finite of a moment. Um, it's, it's, it's very, it's odd. It's, it's interesting. It kind of, um, everything kind of develops and changes and does its own thing, but it's all happens for the right reasons. All right. So I'm going to stop teasing the, the song. I'm, we're, we're going to listen to it. Finally. Um, I'm going to let John introduce it there. There, there's so much juice and energy to it. What, what would you want the listener to go into the song with? Life has so many twists and turns, and sometimes it could jade you in so many different directions. You kind of lose sense of who you are as a person, and all you really need in life is to know that you are you and that no matter what, you're going to be yourself at the end of the day. And the most powerful thing in life is loving yourself and being behind your own decisions. And um, I hope you guys enjoy. The song's called Backbone. Structured black with lust Where have you gone? Caught in the dust No, never not a soul to trust I don't know what I ever did wrong No, never not a soul
funny inside baseball, I always end my show with telling people, be good to yourself because you're the only you that you've got. Oh my and God. it's okay. so funny. It's so funny it's so that you crazy. would kind of, it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. I mean, like people, as they grow up, sometimes they, um, they lose track of the path because there's so many things to distract you, especially in this world where as, as a race, our attention spans are slowly becoming smaller because there's so much out. There's so many things going on. It's almost impossible to grip onto something for more than a couple months. And, um, mm -hmm. If we could all just like at least focus in society on like loving ourselves and being ourselves 100%, I feel like we're, we're going to advance a lot better in the next couple, 30, 40 years when I'm gone or whenever. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're gone, I'm probably gone. So yeah, that's I, 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 everybody I, goes one time, but at least hopefully by that time, <laughs> the, personally, I hope society gets a little bit um, more towards the artistic aspect again. Did, did did I hear you start to pull some uh, some some gospel from um, the book of Streetlight Manifesto? Um, no, but I love the band. <laughs> I've never read. Yeah, what was it? My, my brother. Well, there there there's. I think it's um. I forget what it is. The song is a uh, one foot in the gas and another one in the grave. Because mm -hmm. we got. Uh, oh, forget. I don't know why I'm trying to quote Scott songs, and I'm I'm not going to be able to quote. Oh, it's them totally there. fine. Um, I mean, um, I, I saw Streetlight Manifesto the first time at House of Blues with Dan Pothast and we are the Wonder Years and the Supervillains. And I remember when I was six. Oh, whoa! It was a crazy show at a House of Blues, and I've never been in a Jesus. room with that much weed smoke in my life. It was absolutely <laughs> insane of a show. Um, I thought I had seen great ska bands, and I love so many ska bands, but God, Streetlight Manifesto. Still to this day, blows my mind off my shoulders. I can't even the the musicianship between the people playing in that band and the fact that they could still put across emotion while playing what they're playing is absolutely, absolutely incredible. I I honestly think that ska members are all a part of a cult because I've never seen band members have so much energy playing so much wind instruments yes. and not be on drugs. Yeah, honestly, um, it's incredible. Like I've had a lot of friends that were in ska bands. I was in a ska band at one point in my life and- it, Weren't we all? It, yeah, it blows me away that, um, like I still have friends to this day that have ska bands down here in Southern California because ska still is prominent down here. I don't think it'll ever oh, be. I like that. And it's, um, yeah. it blows me away the intensity in a horn section that can take a rock band and flip it upside down and turn it into a complete dance party. And it's such an interesting thing. Like it goes, it took punk scene and made it safe. Like people don't hurt each other. Huh, yeah. Like I never went to a ska concert and someone actually break their nose heavy. <laughs> I've definitely been to a punk show and seen someone get hurt very bad and it's so sad. No, like that's, that that's an actual friend, fact, actually. Yeah, like that one five-foot-tall girl in the front getting crushed by everybody and gets kicked in the face by someone. I'd never seen that at a gosh show because everybody's dancing too much. <laughs> no, that's absolutely correct, actually. You're, yeah. you're not wrong. Yeah, it's very interesting. Oh, I'm not saying I've never been kicked in the face at a concert. I've definitely went to a couple Silverstein shows and it been like absolutely insane and definitely got thrown in the middle of a pit a couple times, but 
very painful, by the way. <laughs> I love heavy music, but gosh, I, mosh pits are painful. I'm not a very big person. Like, if I'm in the pit, please oh, save Same, me. friend. Yeah. If there's a really tall guy, mm-hmm. please be my best friend at the moment. I really need it. <laughs> <laughs> be my linebacker, please. I'm just trying to leave the bat for, for, for the bathroom. Seriously, I don't, I just, um, I just want to have all my fingers by the time I walk out of this place. <laughs> I still need to play, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, exactly. How am I supposed to record with this? Yeah, exactly. I've already broke one finger before. I don't need to break anything else. Oh god, better get that hand insurance, friend. You're gonna need it. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna get life insurance on my fingers. Might as well collect all. Yeah, I might as well see if time life is really interested, maybe. And you know what? Speaking of the future, you might be able to to like you know get cyborg fingers, and then that way <laughs> you can still play. You know, yeah. collect on the premium. It it, it kind of works. Oh yeah, with technology now, I mean, um, shoot, the possibilities are endless. Honestly, <laughs> I'm waiting. So let's jump over to. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, oh! You're waiting for what? No. You're waiting for what? Oh, I, I'm waiting for technology to advance to the point where musicians and it, it's a scary concept I had the other day, and is if technology advances to the point where society is so focused on it, I'm afraid that music one day is literally gonna become a, become an extinct art. Mm. Like in the next couple hundred years, and it's a sad thing in my head that's happened recently, and it's just because it's there's so many sounds that have been created, and um, sometimes it's hard for me to um, find hope when um, Music becomes very stagnant in its circulation of what is the trend and uh, what people enjoy. I've noticed now a lot of people like trap music and a lot of music about partying and and uh, and saying f this and like like being very kind of sassy esque to their music, you know, and very like mm-hmm. and it's it might just be where I grew up and how I grew up. I never really um, I don't understand it. I don't understand the new age youth. Yeah. Um, I feel a lot older than 25, I think. Um, I don't understand, like, um, it's almost like rap turned into punk rock. And I don't know if I've ever said that, you but it really, wow. it really messed me huh. up when I thought about that the other day. I was like, rap is the new punk rock. If I listen to, like, it's it's the new rebellious sound that, the youth are gripping like it is their asylum. Like it, or I don't know if that's the term. It's like their safe space. Like, and it's very interesting. It's, um, I never thought that the sounds of what, what is now trap music and like trap rap and emo rap would be as intensely popular as it is now. If someone told me this, like, like I said earlier for something else, if someone told me that 10 years ago, trap music is going to be the biggest thing. I would have been like, what are you talking about? Yeah, okay. Eminem's yeah, sure. great. What's trap? <laughs> I don't know what music. Like, I, I grew up listening to like Snoop Dogg and um, NWA and like Eminem and like Tupac. And that and that's yeah and like that. It's interesting because we. I mean, oh, this this whole conversation I love because we were uh, in the last podcast we were talking about like you know what where's the the pop spectrum now you know like if there if if you were a sixteen year old like you know like whose poster are you gonna have on the wall and I said like as much as I would love to say like you know you're 
your your bts or 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 your old school one direction you're looking at more like your little uzi verts um your your juice worlds these these are kids that that are and even the regular pop spectrum is starting to kind of cross over into the hip-hop spectrum yeah and where your music lies it, I, I was listening to it and I was like, oh shit, like it's moving in that direction, but not in, in the the pop trap direction, in more like the James Blake, like exploring and then also seeing James Blake then work with Kanye West, like like heavy collabs. It's 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 the fluidity of the music that that is so crazy that only so many artists are able to demonstrate, not to give full credit to Kanye, because, you know, like... <laughs> I still like to have a podcast. Yeah. Um, but working with James Blake, who has such an intricate mind, who has such a, a, a command over feeling, having both of those worlds cross over, it's it's incredible to now see. Yeah, it's um rhythmic singing and singing with your voice being a drum kit in a sense. Like when I think of rap, I think of like yeah. your vocals and everything and or what it like a percussive singer, like the whole that whole concept to me is like literally like a snare player in a drum line. Like it takes mm-hmm, so much mm-hmm, talent mm-hmm, to be yeah. able to sing in those things, like in those songs, in those rhythms, in those patterns. It's like oh man, I wouldn't be able to do a lot of the things these guys do nowadays. I'm like, how did you say that that quickly? Like I have points in my songs sometimes where I go very quickly between words and things, but it's, I feel like society is gripping on the rhythmics of words and they've heard things so many times that we're going to have to keep reinventing the wheel and seeing what we're going to like. And it's always going to change. It's always going to keep developing. And the next version of trap is going to be even more crazy than we think trap music is now or for anything. Oh God. Yeah. That that will be fun. (laughs) Young young thug like like until ten years from now I would I would just love to have a a time machine. Oh, um. So let's let's I I want to close I I I don't, I don't want to I have to close the show. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> yeah 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 right like oh shit we're I, I don't want I, to either but you know. <laughs> it's funny because i'm like oh you know like we'll just have an extended version on the podcast and i'm like ah shit i'm recording an episode of the podcast now (laughs) it's 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 a weird double-edged sword um where do we leave with you sir where how how do we leave okay so you know what let's let's see what's coming up around the bend what what are we going to be expecting cool um so there's going to be a lot of songs coming out this year um backbone just came out april 5th friday april 5th a new song called Fallout is going to come out. Um, the song revolves about around the trials of our modern day society. If society's not going to fix itself, at least music can scream out to society and say, Hey, it's time to work on yourself this month. You know, society needs to think for itself and have a self help day for maybe a while. <laughs> <laughs> for maybe. maybe a while like call into call into the office where we're taking like two yeah mental health yeah days. two mental health days take the two weeks vacation and come back from Cabo san lucas <laughs> or wherever you want to go fly to and uh <laughs> yeah Ooh, yes hello good morning let's go let's let's work on ourselves exactly. world let's go to let's go to couple everybody needs yeah. to work on themselves and love themselves it needs no. to happen because 
everybody deserves it. Everybody in the world, even if they've been bad as a person towards people or they have resentments towards things they've done or they regret this and that, it doesn't matter. It's not about regrets. It's not about this and that. Love yourself. Do things you love. And if people tell you no, do it anyway because you love it. Who cares what anybody in the world thinks or anybody thinks about what – if I look back and listen to anything half the people in my life ever told me, I would not be sitting on this podcast having this conversation, and this is why I do music. All right. And we're and I'm literally going to be looking forward to everything that you put out. And the moment you, you have so another – Oh my God, absolutely. Dude, this, this is why I do the show. Um, the next, uh, the next full release, um, full length that you put out, we'll, we'll, we'll put, we'll, we'll talk again. Oh yeah. It might be a little while. This year is definitely going to be a year of a lot of singles. Um, yeah. and it's something we decided to start doing is releasing singles because Spotify has made it a little bit hard to release records and the whole record get looked at the same as singles because people like this the new single every that's kind mm-hmm. of been the way the market's been working right now so to help us get out to as many people and help as many people and create this fan base where we create this family we've been doing the whole single release thing and it's been mm-hmm. working interestingly I've never seen the response in any of my music is in my entire life and I've seen backbone and hearing how it's helped people and people contacting me. It's like, this is why I do this. It makes me, it's beyond humbling in every way possible. I'm excited for the new songs. Absolutely. I am too. Bands also rewind, take note. The world is changing. Spotify is changing. Stay up on trends, but John Haggerty, everyone go listen to, to the music. Where are the social media channels that we will be able to follow you at? You'll be able to find me at facebook.com slash John Haggerty official and at Instagram at John J O N dot Haggerty H A G G E R T Y. And those are, I don't really have a Twitter at the moment. I'm not very good at social medias, but I try and keep up. I try and answer everybody that ever messages me or sends me a comment or wants to talk to me about music. I don't care what it takes for me to do it. I want to hear the stories of everybody and I want to hear their lives because I can sit and talk about mine, but I want to hear everybody else's stories, more importantly. There we go. And if you want to check out what Spotify playlist, my man John's on, go take a look at the Ultimate Indie Playlist. I think right now, I, oh wait, were, were you, yeah, yes, you're, I believe you're still on here? I think so. If not, on Friday when Fallout comes out, April 5th, it should, it might be on that playlist again, if I'm not mistaken. Hey, okay, my man just releases a song and he just waltzes back in, into the into the guest room. So thank you so much maybe. for coming on the show. Maybe I mean like, hey, we'll we'll you know we'll we'll share. We'll I'll make sure the masses get it. I'll block bury the masses. Um, absolutely, John. It was a pleasure talking with you. Looking forward to all the new music that's coming out. Everyone, be good to yourself because you're the only you that you got. Please. Uh, follow us on social media channels. Um, you can find us on Instagram, Babe Talk TV. You can find us on Twitter, Babe Talk TV. Or, you know, we're a little bit more informal on Facebook. You know, just well, we, we go by Babe Talk. Um, email me if you want to be on the show. It's Ali at BabeTalk.tv. Um, we just put up a brand new website um, that is going to be more focused on just the podcast and photos. So please check that out. I, I, I slaved away to, to kind of put that together. Um, I love 
everyone that listens. I love you, John. And um, we'll catch you next episode, y'all. I look forward to the next time being on the show. Yeah! Yes, y'all. I will be extending the time for that. Good night. (laughs)